0: Drive time. Good morning, Fabcasters. This is Arbar with the Drive Time podcast. Okay, it's early. It's five forty-seven, and I spent the first waking moments of my day uh, stepping in dog throw-up. It was really like bile all over the floor, and uh, in two parts of the house put uh, some resolve on that cleaned it up ditched all the Legos on the floor you know dad stuff dad house domestic professional stuff this is the second day in a row where I've been up early err and everybody else and it is good I feel like I'm setting the tone again I just feel like a man uh, doing what a man should be doing now and it's it's getting up early and setting the tone for the rest of the house and it was good to be able to get up first thing in the morning and say, Let this house be a place where the gospel flows and walking up and down the house and praying. Not not necessarily because I believe but I believe there's evil spirits hiding in corners, but, but I'm I'm changing the attitude of my heart. I'm being transformed by this renewing mindset that I want to every part of the day to be something that I see through God's eyes and that is really and it's it's through prayer it's really been a life-changing thing which changes the way I pray and I think I think as, as I'm just blobbing here that um, I can tell who's been set free by the way they pray no, I'm I'm not omniscient. I'm not all-knowing. So I I wouldn't be able, there wouldn't be a litmus test, but this is pretty it's pretty darn close that those who have been set free pray and see life differently. They just they just do. So I'm going chronologically through the Bible. I just finished Exodus, and the story is amazing to me every single time and I I see things that I that I uh, I've never seen before every time I go through a passage that I'm that I think I'm familiar with so the story is this the uh, children of Israel are in Egypt and arose came a Pharaoh no I totally five o'clock language there came a Pharaoh that did that knew nothing of Joseph and Joseph was the guy that um, you know the most powerful man in Egypt, but he was a Hebrew sold into slavery. But because God blessed him in everything he did, God blessed. He rose to the top. He, was, he first had to go through the ringer. He went. He was in prison. He was framed for uh, trying to sleep with with the Potiphar's wife. But uh, he was vindicated before man. Always been vindicated before God. He was. He was a righteous man, and. Um, He brought, he forgave his brothers who came to Egypt to get grain, and Joseph hadn't seen them in years, and then he revealed that he was he was the the long lost brother that they thought was dead. So he says, bring the whole family here, and then they thrive. They thrive like bunnies. They thrive, and they multiply, and they fill the land, and, and the Pharaoh said, you know, give them give the best part of the land. That Like, let them bring your people here. And then came a, a Pharaoh who knew nothing of Joseph. He died. Joseph died. And then a, a new sheriff's in town, and he goes, yeah, these people are out of control. There's too many of them. Let's, get, let's, let's put them into slavery. So hence began the enslavement of the Hebrew people, And as the story goes on um, he's there is a part where every every Hebrew woman was supposed to kill uh, their babies well they they were going to kill all the male babies and then one family out of defiance for authority which this is a good way to be defiant against authority they said no way they put my baby they put the baby in the river and then uh, Pharaoh's daughter finds the baby In the river and calls him Moses because he was drawn out. He's drawn out of the the Nile, the river, the water. Yes, and then he raises him. So he's Hebrew, Hebrew, by um, ethnicity, and he's Egyptian by nationality. If that makes sense, ethnic Hebrew, national. You know, there's he's Egyptian and then um but he knows this and then uh he 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 murders a guy right he sees he sees uh an Egyptian beating up one of his own people and then he murders that dude with his hands so Moses is uh he's a warrior I mean who murders someone with their hands so this and then he flees he flees and then he comes back and and he says, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. It's this burning desire for him to to get his people out of slavery and to go worship. They will worship in the desert. And then and then the famous ten plagues. Because the the heart of Pharaoh is so hardened. He's like, Yeah, you can go worship your God. And then he goes, No, I changed my mind. And he does this over and over. So the most powerful country in the world is crippled i mean they lose everything in the midst of this man's stubborn heart and by the way if you read the rest of the bible god's the one hardening his heart isn't that crazy you read romans god is the one who hardens anyways back to exodus so there's that song pharaoh pharaoh oh baby let my people go and so that's that's what i grew up singing he wouldn't do it until he lost his firstborn son. And that was the the Passover feast where the, the angel of death. I mean, this is God doing this, right? This is, it's nuts. He takes all the firstborn. Unless you sprinkle the blood of the lamb on the doorposts, which the Hebrews did, so they were spared. And Pharaoh was like, he's had it. And he's like, dude, get your, get out of here. Go. And of course, he lets all the people go, but they don't just go, they don't just go. Check this out. They take all of the gold and wealth. They, they plundered the Texas. They, they took everything with them. So these guys are not only rolling out of Egypt, but they're rolling in the dough. They're, take, they're, they're leaving Egypt filthy rich, millionaires, millionaires, and there's more than a million of them scholars tell us some say upwards of two million two million Hebrews left Egypt um, so they're they're in the desert and they're complaining and they I forgot who said this but it uh, it only took it took hours for God to take the Hebrews out of Egypt but it took him 40 years to take Egypt out of the Hebrews. I think that's awesome. I think that is an awesome statement because it did. They they wandered for 40 years and out of that original, out of that original two million, two people get to the promised land. The land that that God promised for his people. Two. Two out of two million. Statistically, that's one in a million. One in a million. So I was thinking about this. There is a type of freedom that that a a a child of God experiences when they leave slavery. And so that's called getting saved. Theologically, all the all the theo, all the systematic theology nerds are getting excited right now. This is called justification. It doesn't mean just as if I've ever sinned. It means to be declared as righteous. De-kaya-o. it's it's The judge says, oh, okay, so now uh, you are being declared. You are declared righteous. I declare you righteous. Go. Go. You're free. That's that type of salvation that, that man, that can happen at any point God tells us that we're saved by grace through faith alone in Christ alone. Uh, The moment someone believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, they have what's called eternal life, and it's now, and it's eternal. But then I read in other places that God's the author and perfecter of our faith, so he's the one giving us that faith to believe anyways. And that would make sense if I was a dead body on the floor and God came along and said, resuscitate this man, versus me being dead on the floor and waking up and saying, hey God, aren't you glad I woke up? All right, back to the story. I'm, I'm talking about these two types of freedom. One is a freedom when you leave Egypt. That's called freedom. That's called leaving bondage. The bondage of slavery. Just crossing the border. Crossing through the Red Sea. Okay, it's actually leaving, yeah, leaving Egypt. And there is another type of freedom that is for the freed man. Did you get that? There's a type of freedom that happens after man has already been set free, and that's called walking into the Promised Land. So I'm looking at this story, and it's like, people can leave Egypt, but be miserable. That was the children of Israel for 40 years. A, a person could leave Egypt right, and worship A golden calf. Isn't that crazy? Okay, let's bring it back, let's bring it forward now to the 21st, 21st century? Are we in the 21st century? Yes, we are. Yes, we are our bar. A person can become a believer, that is believe in Jesus Christ, and be saved. But they could be miserable for how long? For 40 years until, until they experience the freedom that is for the freed man. And that's called walking into the land flowing with milk and honey. Only two guys made it in there. Joshua and Caleb were the only ones out of the original children of Israel. Ain't that something? So if one in a million people, if one in a million children of God who have left Egypt, who have been saved, one in a million experience this other type of true freedom how how devastating is that 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 the majority of the church has has left egypt but they're not experiencing freedom that's what i'm talking about when i talk about if you if if there is a believer who's well you know they say yeah man i've been a believer from you know since i was a kid i'm I've been going to church. I believe in Jesus. Jesus is the only Savior. He's the He's the guarantor of eternal life. He's 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 the way, the truth, and the life. John fourteen six. John three sixteen. John six forty. And they've got all these verses memorized. But when they pray, it just mm, sort of lacks substance, and it lacks some like a man who's been transformed. And it seems like a chore, and it's rushed, and it's. All right, let's just do this. Uh, Abracadabra, blah, 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 amen. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, it's all my keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord, it's all my take. Things like that. And like Dr. Tony Evans says, he goes, that's good if you're five. But if you're 40 and you're praying that same thing, there's something wrong. And there is something wrong. So, I thought about this recently because you know so my, my prayer life has changed. of course I'm passionate about this because I, I no longer pray the same. Everything I pray is this is this gut wrenching, like Lord, give me your eyes for this situation. Thank you that you have given me your eyes for this situation. Thank you that I can choose right now to walk in freedom because of the power of the cross. It's just that's just the way I pray now. And uh God gets other people there in different ways. And yesterday as I'm I started a new book, as I'm reading Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, he talked about, you know, Jesus doesn't have an SOP for people's salvation. I mean, there's there's no there's no real and these are my words now, there's no real steps that he takes. Like for one guy he spits on the floor, makes some mud and puts it in a dude's eyes another one he spits in his eyes and another one he tells him to get out of a tree and another guy he completely knocks him off his horse and makes him blind and another guy he just says hey leave your business and drop drop your business and follow me and another guy they're just they're all different they're all different so that was convicting to me because i was like oh well i'm an sop guy i mean i like I like, I like standard operating procedures and I like to put... The, I'm a systematic theology guy and I like to put things in, in phases and in order and in, you know. I'm a military guy. I, I, like, I like order. I like rank. I like structure. I've, I've always been, since I was a kid, I've been, I've been militant like that. That's why I joined wrestling. I like me told what to do and I like structure. and I like. But God don't do that. He does it different every time. So for me, it was going through the quote unquote steps to freedom in Christ with a plumber and a construction worker. For others, it's, man, going to this five day retreat like Chad and sitting down with Operation Restored Warrior. For, for another guy, it was just like, man, I just had this moment where God just told me to be honest with my wife, and I did, and I've been, never been the same. And it's just, it's just different. It's different, so I'm learning to let go of my SLPs and try to standardize the way God renews a person's heart. Um, even even the Romans Road to have I mean I don't I just I don't do that I don't do that because I I, I don't want to walk someone through a say this say this say this as much as I want to trust God to to do His thing and to be the Holy Spirit and to convict someone of something and to really save him if he really is the author and perfecter of our faith and then, then I'm going to choose this day to trust that he's going to do that I'm also going to do my part to as I'm using the scripture as a weapon using prayer as the means by which I yield that weapon to um, teach, rebuke, correct, instruct um, for all things in righteousness so, all that to say, everybody, as I'm, I'm pulling up here, I'm actually parked now, waiting for Scott Dean. Um, yeah, what was I talking about? And I'm just talking about freedom. I'm talking about leaving Egypt. I'm talking about going to the land flowing with milk and honey. That's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different in, in getting to the land of the milk and honey. But um, God has called me to do this. Sat down with my buddy, well I didn't sit down, I was on the phone with my buddy, um, Chad, the other day, and we were, and dude's got a passion to take other, other guys, and gals, well he said guys, to, to, to the land flowing with milk and honey, to the land flowing with milk and honey, this, as, my mom's license plate is Loma, land of milk and honey. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about this land flowing with milk and honey. I'm all about this freedom that is for people who have already been set free. Isn't that crazy? Like to think about, yeah, you're saved. Yeah, Christian, you're saved. But are you miserable? Are you Meribah? Are you complaining? Are you saying, man, it was just life was so much better when I was back in Egypt. Are you saying that? Are you walking in circles? Are you totally miserable because nobody knows you? Are you hiding at Sunday morning when someone asks you, Hey, how you doing? You say, Oh, it's just God's so good, but you're not. You're not good. Are you hiding? Are you miserable? Are you complaining? Are you, are you short fused? Are you snappy? Those are signs of a person who may have been set free, who may have left Egypt, i.e. saved. But it's just miserable, and God's like, "Would you come to the Promised Land?" Because my whole goal wasn't just to get you out of Egypt and get you saved; it was so you would thrive in the Promised Land. But by the way, only one in a million make it. Only one in a million make it. I didn't want all those people to die in the desert, miserable. I wanted them to come to the Promised Land, but they lacked faith, and they complained. And they just didn't see it. And two warriors who were like, let's do this. We trust you, Lord. We trust you. They made it. The man himself, Moses, only saw the promised land from a distance. From a distance. And I stood on that mountain where, he, where, where I could see what he saw if the, if the tourist attraction was right Maybe they just got my money. But I could see it. It was like, oh my gosh, that's it. It's right there. It's right there. And it's sort of like this. When I would be in my old church that I pastored, by the way, and, and a and a guy named Dustin, right, one of the corpsmen in in the Marine Corps unit I was in, he's up front and center in this doctrinal church where we really don't raise our hands and we don't worship like that because that's weird and we... we we, uh, we reject that. Too serious here. I would watch Dustin jump up and down and praise God as if it was 1999. He partied like it was 1999 in church. And from a distance, I'm in the corner in the back of the church building saying like, Dude, that dude's free, man. What's gotten into that guy? That's amazing. And then, But my mouth is saying like, No, we don't do that. But in my heart, I'm like, Dude, that's amazing, Dustin. That looks amazing. What? I wonder what that's like. That's just like Moses standing across from the Promised Land, saying, "Oh my gosh, look at that. Look at that. I, I'm not there. I'm, I'm here. That's what that looks like." So, uh, let me just close with this. If if this is, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a Christian," or "Yeah, I'm religious." Or yeah, I go to my church. Or yeah, I go to my synagogue. Yeah, I go to my temple. I, but but I'm just a miserable person. Dude, maybe it's time to sit down with a with a couple of dudes who, who are in the promised land, and will and want to so desperately bring you there, and drag you there if we have to, but we know it's a gracious act. It's a gracious act that God works. If that's you, please reach out to men in your church women reach out to women in your church Re- reach out to people hey, just go around and ask hey have you have you been in the promised land just look for the people who know how to pray not just put on a show but they but you just like man that's that prayer is different that prayer is different it's like that dude prays different uh was on it was on a um, a text I was on a text group text yesterday because Google Voice allows me to group text now, thank you, Google. And uh, I was three of three of my brothers. So one, one says, "Hey, man, I totally am frustrated with my son. I wronged my son. I'm frustrated with him because he lacks motivation." And so my, my other brother and my other brother here. He sends back this amazing prayer, this amazing prayer that God would love this other brother's son through him. I mean, that's a kind of prayer we're like, dude, that this dude's yeah, that's legit. So I reply, amazing confession, a courageous confession and, and uh gracious prayer. And so uh third brother here chimes in, hey man, I I I'm I'm frustrated with my kid. I, I totally I wronged him. And uh, and then So the original guy is getting confusing, isn't it? He sends a picture of uh, him and his son eating out, and says, "This is the power of forgiveness." And then another another guy shares um, that there's been reconciliation uh, on his end. And then um, the guy that sends this amazing prayer sends a picture of him and his son riding a bike, and he says, uh, "This is awesome." And then and then I send a text saying, "Yeah, after wrestling practice, I totally shamed Ryder." And the story was that he wanted to put on his shoes, and I said no because whine because people who whine don't get their way. That that's what I said, and I wronged him. When we got home, I got down on my knees, and I almost said, "Come here, buddy," but I came to him. I came to my son, and I, I got down on my knees, and I and I I asked for forgiveness. And it was eight thirty-nine p.m. This is way past bedtime, folks. But he says, "Daddy, can I can I have a snack?" And I said, "Yeah, buddy." Can I have that? Yes, you can have those honey glazed pretzels. <laughs> so, and so I send the text to the to the three guys like, "Hey, reconciliation has happened in my house as well and Ryder is now eating honey mustard pretzels at 8:39." Oh yeah, God is doing this. God is at work. So that's my message. Come come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide, waiting to take you to freedom. Find the find the warriors in your church who who have tasted and who've seen that God is good and, and they they are here for you and to bring you there. And if if we gotta fly out to you, that's no problem. That has been done before. You all know Plumber Dan flew to Hawaii four times. Three of those times, he never even touched the water because we were just taking guys through the steps to freedom. Guys and gals through the steps to freedom in Christ. But there is no steps now. It's just God at work. It's God at work. All right, I, I got to drop the mic here because my hand is freezing. It's, it's 39 degrees outside. I love you guys so much. I love you. I want to tell you, choose freedom. Choose him. Walk into the problems then. Bye.